Father God, I just thank you so much for just being here, Father. I thank you for using imperfect people to do your perfect will, Father. And I thank you so, so very much for allowing me and this group of guys that I get to do this music with to be able to invite your spirit in, Father. And I just pray that we were thrown out of the way, that your spirit is here, your spirit is moving, and these hearts and these minds are open to hear your word, Father. And I pray that lives are changed today because of what you've allowed our group, our small little church, and in your body of the church to do in people's lives. Father, I just thank you, and I praise you for that. And I praise you, Father, for the growth that's happening in this church. And I praise you for the people that are coming, and I praise you for the restoration of this community, of this church, of, of, of our just the things that you're doing in our world, Father, I just thank you and I praise you. Father, I'm just asking you right now, as, as my brother John gets ready to bring this message, that you would just throw him out of the way. Throw him aside, Father, and just speak through him the way you always do, Father. But it never hurts us to keep on asking you to do that. Father, we praise you for all that you do, and we pray that everything that we do here today brings glory to you and you alone. Yes. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Do we have any do we have anybody that's pregnant here? I was thinking about this this morning and do you know when you're pregnant everybody comes and is like, "Oh, you glow. You just you so beautiful when you're pregnant. You just you just you could see it." Yeah. Hey, he looks less pregnant than he did a while ago. It's like he's holding off on the pie or something. But do you, you notice that? You know, when somebody's pregnant and, and everybody talks about it. But then, then this most amazing thing happens is you have the baby and nobody talks about it, what you look like as a mom anymore. <laughs> it's like, that is a beautiful baby. I was going to pack her around for a minute, but I think she's sleeping. Yeah, so I'll leave her there. But, but um, And I, I thought about this. This last weekend I was, I was with with my family with tammy and or part of it well, i was with tammy and gracie and we're down there in abilene and uh, gracie was showing and everywhere we went tammy was like meet somebody and they would be like oh you're gracie's mom <laughs> he's like yeah um oh she's wonderful she did so good you know and she's just so nice to be around and like she came that way or something um and i I was really thinking about it this morning, how it took a great mama to make to make a child that's that's coming up to be that looks like she's got the right stuff to be decent at least, you know. And and um, but right now Gracie's life is about her as she's as she's going going along. And I was thinking about this just a minute ago. Our Lord showed up through a mama. And some cultures are so enamored with that that they praise that mama. But that ain't why she came. That ain't why he came in that way. He, he came to show us how to be human and how to be Christian and how to follow him. And uh, I, want to, I, want you, I want to take some verses and, and uh, we're going to back this up in just a second. But I was thinking about this. Even myself, you know, this little pair, Mike Case brought this pair in this morning. And I'm like, the cow's all right, but man, that's a great calf. And like it just came that way, you know, and, and, and that's, that's the way it's supposed to be. Our Lord is, our Lord is uh, 
showed us that through his own example. So if you will, if you'll turn with me to start with, I want to start here in Titus, the first chapter, second chapter. And if we go to Titus 3, and then from there we're going to go to John, third chapter. So Titus 3 says, Similarly, teach older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. And I'm thinking that's really countercultural today. And we hear, you know, if you watch TV, the first thing you hear is how stupid the husband is and how incapable of leading a family is. You don't have to watch any sitcom out there. You watch it for just a second, and it's making the husband look like an idiot. But the truth of the matter is, the only way that our society is going to continue to follow our Lord and be healthy is if the father is put in a right position also. And it can't, he can't do that without a woman that that has got his back. Similarly, teach older women in the way to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. It goes on, it says in verse 5, to live wisely and be pure to the work in their homes and to do good. And to be, and some women are not going to like this, and in our society, there's lots of them, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will bring, then they will bring shame on the word of the, and to be, <laughs> they will not, there's that word, I'm like, for some reason my eyes were blurred, I couldn't find not, I knew it was in there. They will not bring shame on the word of God. Nobody likes that word submissive very, very much. But if we look at it right, the truth of the matter is the way that God created us, he created that man to lead. And if you're a young woman, you want your husband to lead in a godly way. You want him to lead your family in a way that will, that will, bring, that will bring spiritual prosperity to your family. You, you need him to. If he's leading you in a way that is not healthy, your life is going to be chaos. Your children's life is going to be hard and on and on. So, so you, he needs you to, the word submissive to me means that he needs you to have his back and shove him off into sometimes encourage him, sometimes elbow him, sometimes like, honey, I really need you to lead but I need you to lead me to Christ right here. Because we as men, we get it wrong. We get, we get sidetracked. We get to thinking that it's about working. We get to thinking it's about providing for our family financially. We get to thinking it's about us. We get, and we need, we need that example of that woman beside us encouraging us and bringing us along. We can't do it right without you. And you can't do it right without us. It's, it's, it's the way it worked. It's the way that God created the whole program from the get-go. He wants, a, he wants the dad to lead, and he wants that woman 
to have his back and to encourage him and to pray him through the places that he's going to make a mistake without it. And it just it's just not going to be healthy any other way. I know that that doesn't go with the culture that we live in today. But if you look at the culture that we live in today, it ain't healthy. God created a good plan. And that plan is to have a mama, is to have a woman that's got that man's back, that she's, then she can, she knows sometimes he does the dumbest dadgum things. But you know what? I'm going to love him through that anyway. And I'm going to encourage him to raise my child in a way that brings me to, to the cross, to the truth. It's the only way it works, and it's powerful. And I, and I, th- and I, th- I want to bring that up. The power of a woman is incredible. I was thinking of my own story, and I've thought about this a lot, and especially as I was preparing for today. My mama was an incredible woman. Um, she, uh, she and my dad were high school sweethearts. They got together in their junior year of high school, fell, in, fell madly in love. My mama loved my daddy wholehearted. And so they're getting towards high school winding down. They're wanting to get married. And my mom's like, nope, can't do it. What do you mean we can't do it? Can't do it until we're yoked equally. The word says that we need to be yoked equally. You need to love the Lord the same as I do. or I just, As much as I love you, I can't do it. My dad... Because he loved my mom, he's like, okay, I'll check this Jesus thing out. These aren't the words that I've heard, but that's the actions that I've seen. The most amazing thing happened, my mama died when she was 26 years old, car accident. But because she led my dad to the Lord, that trail of breadcrumbs later on in my own life, I didn't. I was raised in the church. Somehow or another, I missed the whole thing. And the relationship that I now have with my Lord, the God that I thought was and the God that is, wasn't even close to the same guy. But that trail of breadcrumbs that my mama led my family, she, she, would, she knew that she was going to follow my dad, but she needed him to lead in the right direction. And she stood on the word. And because of that, and because of the power of a mama, and because of the power of the Word of God, I'm here before you today. And I think that's a pretty amazing for a, for a woman that was only there for the first six years of my life. So I want to go on this same thought process. You know, when we talked about it a minute ago, some cultures today worship our Lord's mom. But that isn't why it worked that way. And it's a mistake. There's one God, and he's powerful. Was mom's part in this mighty and powerful and wonderful? It absolutely was. And do we need it? We do. That calf is not going to get along without her. He's going to get stunted. He's going to have a lot harder time. No matter what you do, you cannot replace her. You start bottle feeding that calf, and he is not going to do near as well as he'll do on that cow. And it is the same in our life. We, we need a mama. And our Lord used that example. So if you'll turn with me now to John. Let's go to the third chapter of John.
If we go down in here, 20, 20 let's go to 27. John three twenty seven. I like I like to start right here because we get to thinking that some of the things we have we created or because that we were had some crazy power or because that we're stronger, smarter, faster, better looking and the truth of the matter is everything that we have right down to a good mama is from the Lord. So if we start here in 27, John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. This is John preparing the way for our Lord. But I think it's a great example of what Mary did also. She also prepared the way for the Lord. She wasn't the Messiah, but she prepared that way and she raised him. John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. And then in 28, you yourselves know, I plainly told you, I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. Verse 29. And this sounds so much, this is talking about a bridegroom, but to me, you don't, you don't have to twist the words very much to sound just like a wife or a mom. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride. And the best man is simply glad to stand with him and he hears his vows. You think about that. Isn't that just like a mama right there? She's, she starts out and she's like, man, you glow when you are pregnant. You are so beautiful when you are pregnant. And as soon as that little bugger's born, nobody talks about her ever again. From then on, it's like, that is a gorgeous baby. Oh, now he's starting to crawl. Oh, look, he's cutting his first little tooth. And then accidentally it does something good and you praise it for it and it's incredible. But you know, my point to all of this, once the mightiest thing that that mama is teaching that child all the way through, and I'm telling you this because I see a lot of mamas get lost in this. They pretty soon they're like, who am I? I see it all the time. It's like, Somewhere along the line, I lost my purpose or I lost where I was going. I lost me in all of this. No, you didn't. Your greatest gift is in the example of showing your child that it ain't about them. It's not about you. It's about advancing the kingdom. It's about showing them that the, for them to be all that they need to be, you have to become less and less. And because of your example, that child is going to figure it out just like it started in Titus. Older women are teaching the younger women who are teaching the children. And as that child becomes an old woman because of the example of her heirs, she will then teach her children by her example, it ain't all about you. It never was about you. It's about the kingdom. It's about following our Lord. Your true life your true life is in serving him, is in following him. My true life is in following him. When I thought it was about me, it caused me a lot of grief. 
It caused my family heartache. It caused me, it caused me pain. It caused everyone around me pain. When I figured out that it wasn't about me, that it was about him, and that my life was hidden in him, my true life, my living was hidden in him, that pain started to subside, and I started to come out of it as I followed him. And as I go and as I stand before you, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a mighty body, and it don't have anything to do with me. God could have picked anyone he wanted to to stand before you, and he will replace me down the road, I promise. This is his, and it's mighty. This is about him. And you mothers and grandmothers, your greatest gift is teaching your children through example that, that this was never about me. This is about, this is about me leading to, the, to God, showing you that, it, the, that for me to be all that I was called to be, I become less and less, and he becomes greater and greater. Let's read on for just a second. 29 again it was the bridegroom who marries the bride the best man is simply glad or the mama of the child is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows therefore i am filled with joy at his success verse 30 he must become greater and greater and i must become less and less this is john the baptist we talk about him every time we read the bible still today this was a phenomenal man loved the lord led by example and what is he telling us for this to work i got to become less and less and he becomes greater and greater you mamas we can't do this without you we need you and you're don't get lost in all of that your greatest message the example that you're leaving us that we can follow is this was never about you it was about true life and living and as as he becomes greater and greater and we become less and less the pain leaves the confusion leaves our purpose is advanced pray with me father we love you. We thank you for the example you give us of a mother. How she sacrifices everything for that child. I, I think about it every time I see a cow, what she wouldn't do to protect that baby. And when I see a young mama who she wouldn't kill to preserve her child. She would, there's just no limits to what she would do. And I just praise you for making a mama like that. And she knows instinctively there's a greater thing than her out there. And her greatest work is the example that she leaves in her children. And those children grow up to be responsible and they grow up to know you. And they grow up to learn that it ain't about them. It's about you. I just thank you for all of this, for this wonderful example. And Father, I pray right now, if there's anybody in here right now that has never received you as their Lord, as, as right up till today they thought this life was about them, Father, I just pray that you would convict their heart right now. 
that they would humbly say, Father, I want to have that peace. I want to have that purpose. I don't want to be trapped in this life of thinking it was about me. I want to have a great life that is hidden in following you. And Father, I also, I just, I just, uh, I just hope that each and every mom here and each and every potential mother that you would give them a glimpse of the mighty work that they have done and the mighty work that's before them and the amazing, wonderful purpose that you've given them. And Father, I also, I thank you for not making them as stupid as us men. We have a purpose and we can, we can go forward, but we got to have them supporting us and praying us into the right spots and giving us strength when we're weak. I just thank you. I praise you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.